You're listening to The Ripple Affect with your hosts, Cheech and Nippy, a podcast that explores how individual change has the capacity to affect the whole. From neuroscience to donuts, we're two sisters with a deep curiosity for ancient wisdom and modern knowledge, and we're obsessed with learning alongside you because we don't know. <laughs> Let's dive in. This is our first ever bonus. It was the end of episode one where we dove deeper into resources, what we're reading, what's been helpful for us, etc. Full disclosure, this was recorded in 2021, so the books and topics might not necessarily be current, but we feel they still have value. We promise you will leave this episode with something to add to your Audible account. Once again, you're about to join right into the conversation where Issa asks me what has supported my change. Here we go. Maybe if you could just name off a few things that you think really helped you in your change and in your, you know, group of support system and what those looked like for you and what what you explored while you were going through these changes and I know like the overall topic is like oh how do you change the world you change your change yourself and I think changing yourself like we've just discussed isn't as easy as it sounds and I think that we individually have had different communities that have helped us mm-hmm. through our change and I'm just curious if you would share some of your community and your exploration in that and maybe we could just even like rapid fire off and go into them deeper in, in further and episodes sure yeah I would love that because I'd love to bring in some some of these people mm-hmm. in fact you know because I think that that is the think about that as children like when we're raising children everyone's heard that oh, it takes a village. And I think like that doesn't stop. It doesn't, like, it's not a cutoff age of like 18 and then you don't need your village anymore. It's like, no, social is a pillar. You know, it is a pillar of well-being. Your social interaction is part of your well-being, your wellness, your health. Like, yeah. And I think that social piece extends out. I think people associate social with friendships and I've recognized that the the social being in us requires a lot of different types of relationships. Like you mentioned coaches and therapists and friendships and mentors and authors that you connect with and these different things. So I think for me, I, I noticed the biggest change was when I started reading. And, and I will share a little hack. The way that I started reading was I was like, okay, I'm just going to read for 15 minutes a day. Like, and I know the five minute hack or two minute hack is even better, you know, just starting with two. But for me, I was like, I always wanted to be a reader. I always wanted to be someone who read every day or finished a certain amount of books in a year or whatever that was. And I had these lists and they never got crossed off. And I just never, I didn't read. I think I got traumatized from reading so much in, in college that I just was like, don't want to do that anymore. Exactly. Like that. Uh, forced reading. I was like, fuck that. Um, but but I, I just put that down and I would put a timer and I, you know, got a book and, and started to read and then found audiobooks and really found that I'm an auditory learner. And so it really helped me to, to read in that way. And um, and I, I bring up reading as my first kind of example of what was a tool that helped me change because it was and I read a lot of nonfiction, predominantly nonfiction, but I know because I'm also a creative in the entertainment industry, that stories have so much power. Be clear, like, that you can learn a lot from fiction and you find those authors that are weaving these very nonfiction lessons of humanity and life into a beautiful story. And they're more impactful at some level. That's why movies are 
a huge export in our country and will always be and and why they've why some type of form of storytelling in the Greeks had plays and it's been around but I, I digress just to say that um, for me it's nonfiction and so what books so that's what I was going into is Brene Brown was a huge influence I've mentioned her a couple of times power of vulnerability is actually an audio recording of one of the talks she gave in a program that she was teaching. So you basically like, and I just felt like it succinct, was a succinct version of her work at the time. Power of Vulnerability was one. And then I literally was looking in my file of books that I've read and it was, it was all, it was, I was like, I read her Braving the Wilderness, uh, Rising Strong, you know, I, I just, her research. And that was for me really important was I, to feel the trust, I needed data. I needed research. I needed someone who wasn't just, you know, talking about their opinions, even though that's ironic because that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> it's all good. This is for me. But yeah, so she was a huge one. You introduced me to Pima Chodron, and I thought she was she was just the way that she kind of looked at took Buddhism and made it, you know, in a way that was helpful and understanding. I started reading a lot of books out of um, India, out of the sages wisdom of the sages of the East. I I, I personally resonated with that. Nisargadatta Maharaj was a huge piece. I started reading Stephen Wilinski and quantum psychology. Um, and listening to his YouTubes because, again, it was my resonance. But this is my point is that everyone has a different set of circumstances in their life. But also as a being, we all have had those where words or someone we're talking to or an experience we have. It's like there's this inner opening where we go, I don't know why, but this is resonating with me deeper than than anything else has. You know, it's mm -hmm. just this, this, this like bubble gets burst. You're like, whoa, this feels like fit for me. That's been my experience is when you don't quite even know why, but you're like, this feels helpful. Um, so I've, I've just trusted a lot of my instincts and, and intuition, and I encourage people to find that for themselves. And then on the that, that honestly is a personal growth, I feel like spiritual side of things. And then I just really dove into authors. I mentioned James Clear, Atomic Habits of like, oh, okay, how – Wait, how do you change things? Like you said, there's research about this. There's science about this. There's a huge neuroscience leap that we've made in the last 10 years of how the brain works. And to be clear, like they still don't know, but at least they have a lot more data. It's thinking fast and slow I'm reading right now. Um, who's another really major one? I'm trying to think. I'll think of it. So yeah, so reading. So those are some authors that I've enjoyed. And then I'll go one, you go one, and we'll go back and forth because I'm really interested in what yours what are do you want to start with books as well or is as read is reading even something that you would consider as a tool I for mean, change absolutely i think that it is but for me i use i use books as more inspiration than i do healing i would say so like obviously i've read like Brene brown and it's been super eye-opening and like oh that's why that's like that kind of all those realizations and just she speaks so clearly to what is that you're like ah it almost is relieving to read her work like oh like you kind of resound with what is and you get to like let yourself off the hook a lot and in a ways that you've kind of you didn't even know you were holding yourself on the hook you know but for me like I, I was just looking through my audible and Obviously, I like Daring Greatly quite a bit because I'm more in that like inspiration. You know, I think that like The Alchemist was beautiful. And then like I, you know, I like like Rachel Hollis, you know, the girl watch your face. She's yeah. she's great inspiration. 
I, we I both talked about Untamed. Untamed is a great book. Glennon Doyle and Love Warrior, both of them are super good books. The Intuitive Way by Penny Pierce was a good one. I liked that. I even, you know, I'll read like Tony Robbins and, you know, inspirational stuff is really where I find a lot of joy in reading. I feel like I, I crave that. I crave that progression in a positive, optimistic turning point. Like I really like that feeling of when I'm like, oh, that feels good. That inspiration is something that really, like you're saying, opens me up and makes me feel like connected and it resounds in my system. I remember I had a family member who is terminally ill and I was like, oh, I just I just don't want this to be true. I don't want you to accept this diagnosis. And he turned to me and he was like, oh, he said, that's just because you're a diehard positive person. Like, that's who you are, you know? And it was like, oh, okay. Like, I guess I know that about myself now. And it's true. I'm really, I am an optimistic person at my core. Like, that is, that does resound with me. So, so anything in inspiration really helps me to, like, grasp on and re-resonate with myself to then be able to be like oh yeah like I I can do this or I am excited about that or oh, that is a cool thing I can try and explore and play with and that is you know that's kind of the the genre and the role books have played with for me in in change obviously like I love fiction too I am always reading a fiction book like along with it so like um I was, um, dark matter I read recently that was really good. <laughs> it's just like totally off the wall. But anyways, yeah. So I think that definitely I would start with books. So it's a really uh, low barrier to entry yeah. to be able to start to get information that can help you, you know, get through whatever you're going through. What is that book by Pima Chodron? It's called um, When Things Fall Apart. The title is a little bit misleading. It almost seems like almost like a negative yeah. title or like you have to be at the bottom of the barrel to pick this book up and read it. But it really isn't. Yeah. It really isn't. And I, I would suggest that to everybody right now to read. Yeah. And um, what was it? Was un, um, Untethered Soul. Untethered Dude, Soul. Dude, I was just about yeah, to say that. that like one. That was like, wait, I need to make sure that I... Untethered Soul, I remember handing it to my husband and being like... If you were, he agreed on this really weird deal that we did, that if I took a stand-up comedy class, he would read as many hours as I took the class. He would read that many hours in any books that I wanted. I never took the class, so he never read it. But I, I handed that book to him and I said, I believe this is this this is sums up so much of what I truly, I believe is true in the world. And I believe is true about human beings and I believe is true about spirituality. Like this is such a, and it's such an accessible read in terms of it grounds it. And I'm always looking to ground, find that grounded spirituality. Yeah, me too. Uh, tangible, like the tangible spirituality, the, the integrative spirituality, the stuff that you can go, oh, if, if I'm hearing that voice in my head, then I'm the one hearing it it's n then I'm not that voice, you know, and then you start to find separation in the mind and the, and the being that's hearing the mind. And like, that's so powerful. I feel like those types of grounded spirituality are those pieces that are being uncovered now in science and in neuroscience. I think the more we are able to go forward as a society in science particularly in the mind, we're proving these ancient wisdoms, you know, I think they're coming together, which is such a beautiful, if you think of it like a heart shape, like it starts at the bottom of the heart and they, they were going, they seemingly were going very far away from each other and then they come back and curve to get to the top of the heart. I really think that that is what's happening right now. And I'm happy because I am such a, 
a spiritualist and such a science, scientist. <laughs> you know, I appreciate those two. Back, I wanted to say too, like I do have a list of books because that was just kind of off my personal audible and off the top of my head. But there are, um, there's a whole section on my shop on my website that is all books. So if you go to www.eatnourish.life, you'll see a whole list of books. And I've read all of them myself or my niece Carly, who I really value her opinion and her outlook on life and her grounded spirituality and her seeking of more that is in that same realm so she does my some of my reading for me too so there's a lot of good books on there yes I love it so back to other things that have helped you and so supported you one just of, kind of rapid fire yeah one of the biggest things was the Akashic Records when I found the Akashic Records uh, it, it shifted so much for me uh, I know that there are so many different modal modalities out there of exploring the the unseen and you know metaphysics and all these different things but from I had never gone like I'd never done tarot readings never gone to a psychic never I had personally in my life it just was like I don't feel like that's gonna be what something outside of me someone outside of me isn't gonna bring me to my path I just had a much a more personal approach to spirituality but when I found the Akashic Records I something again fit was resonated with me and then I just continued to study and I'm a practitioner now of that so that access of information hands down so, so helpful because it's perspective I think it's a it's an access of a perspective that you don't get to have when you're just in your human being form yeah can you just can you very shortly say what it is I should look it up what I have them written on my website what is your website my website's revealyourlight.com reveal-your-light.com it's the compendium of information and human experience so it is the akashic records is an energy that can be imprinted upon and you can tap in to that energy and access information that is not bound by time or space if that has any kind of it, no okay Tara. no i have no idea what you're talking about but maybe we'll do a whole podcast yeah, episode we'll on that, that. <laughs> and maybe in an hour and a half she might be able to okay. tell us what it actually is Damn. yes Thanks. So, but the Akashic Records has been really helpful. Cranial sacral work was really, really helpful. More recently, the energy polarity, energy polarity therapy that we learned from Bruce Berger was just, we both took a course with him and just blew my mind. I thought that was such helpful information. Yeah. And then straight up therapy, like finding, I got so lucky and found a good therapist my first time out. I had never done any therapy and I found him to be so helpful and so I continue to do that and what is his um title do you know no okay. I don't know I'll have to look that I wonder up. if he's a psychologist of uh, what type of psychologist yeah, and what I type of psychology he, he practices I know he talked because I asked him once about it behavioral and cognitive and he does both he believes in both that's awesome which I I didn't know anything about it but again I just felt like Ultimately, for me to, to boil it down really simply why therapy was helpful was I recognize being now look, look back and I was never in a space where I really felt safe enough to just tell the truth. Mm. Not even like big, huge truths, but simple truths and just not lie, just not lie to myself, not lie to anyone, just today like this is this is what it is. And then also have it held with with zero consequence <laughs> just like that yep that's a professional the environment of therapy I felt was so helpful that I just came really late to and then honestly the other things that have helped me and this sounds off but like sports I have found when I have when I learned to surf 
that was like brought me to my knees moment that really showed me my perfectionism tendencies. I remember crying on the beach. I'd gotten washed in and cried on the beach and was like so upset and frustrated. And my husband, who's like a longtime surfer, came in and was so lovely and compassionate and with me and was like, what's what's going on? And I was like, I just remember screaming like, I just want to know how to do this. You know, like I felt so little into the ocean and just was getting thrashed. And so like I'm a pretty athletic person, but couldn't, you know, just 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 brought to my knees by Mother Nature. And I remember him being like, that's the fun of it. Like that's that's the part where you learn you're learning like you you just try and it, you're, it's supposed to be fun and I really saw how much I was trying to I wasn't okay because I couldn't control it and I was like oh that taught me a lot snowboarding taught me a lot um, boxing taught me so much about fear and control and breath and the self-belief and the way it affects my movements jiu-jitsu most recently really started to make me realize what my hang-ups were why I felt so unsafe it just seems like for me when I play sports there's this or engage in in those kind of activities I feel that I'm opening myself up to learn in a through a physical format what my what's going on in my life I always feel like there's this parallel like if something's showing up at jiu-jitsu it's showing up in my life and I can draw those parallels and they become a way of an approach to life. And I know people who do a lot of yoga, you know, say that. Yeah. I've experienced that. So for me, it's sports, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And then movies, film and movies, TV, I think are expanding. When I find shows that resonate, like I said earlier, those storytelling pieces I've had, I've for sure had spiritual experiences in the movie theater and then went home and like looked up Christopher Nolan and like, what is he doing? How is he, what, do you, what does he read? And yeah. yeah. What is he taking? Seriously. <laughs> and, and to your point, yeah, I guess psychedelics, like back in, back in my growing times when I was able to do particularly psychedelics through ceremony mm-hmm. that I feel is really been a powerful piece for me to engage on on upper levels and deeper levels of things that I just couldn't really access on my in my own everyday consciousness. So expanding my consciousness, I feel like psychedelics and the Akashic Records, those kind of leaps of, of expansion in consciousness and finding alternative uh, neurons to fire have absolutely helped me to change. So posing that question to you, I kind of rambled off a bunch of what felt like were tools or things that helped me to have significant shifts and change in my life what were some that you feel are are crucial in your growth I think there's a lot it's funny when you I look back at it because some some of it's like current like I still feel like I'm obviously in it like I haven't like gone through growth and now I'm like oh I'm on the other end butterfly like not even close right like but I think nature has been a big help being in nature relating to nature learning from nature observing nature like it's helped me to get present and stay present it's helped it's helped um like show what like real abundance looks like it's helped show what like like synergy looks like to me like it helps me know like oh I can stand next to this tree and it's okay like it's just stable and it's there and it's I can interact with it I can and I've said this before 
I remember thinking when the pandemic hit and it got really hard and I was really trying to reflect on like, what have I done to really help myself be okay? And it was my gardening and, and being in my garden where I felt like I was safest and just I, that's where I went to get reprieve serenity. And it felt like that's where I got to interact with something that was one bigger and smaller than me, mm. you know, and that I got to see like it change effortlessly and it just only take what it needs and just, you know, give without, you know, you cut off, you cut a freaking thing of kale off and it just keeps going. It just gives more, you know, it's so giving. And I realized when I interacted with it, I could just open my heart fully and I didn't have to worry about closing off because I knew it wouldn't hurt. There's no hurt. There's no pain that comes from interacting with nature. Like that Bob Marley quote, when it hits, you feel no pain. It's mm. like music. You know, I know music has helped me a lot too mm. to change my state. It's not a reality to feel good and great all the time, but we are in control of the actions that we can take to change our state to make us feel better. What is it? Like no sorrow is too deep to be lessened. The, these things that have have I get to take and utilize and I, I think nature is a big one music is a big one just to help me I know some people use it like when they're sad they listen to sad music and it helps them really feel more of that emotion you know mm. you get to hear it in other people's voices and you you find the connection of like oh other people feel like that too and they've created art around it like mm. and I can create a bubble of that and really feel it or vice versa you know when you're feeling low energy and you want to <laughs> switch it out wow like get up shake your body out and like change put some music on that makes you feel really good I think music has helped me just in the small small movements of change like making that decision to be like oh I'm gonna put some music on and lay on my yoga mat or like whatever <laughs> it is just those small things that's been really helpful to me I know I found Al-Anon which is for friends and families of alcoholics it's a support group and that has really changed my life that's definitely mm. given me a lot of those tools to understand myself better and to, to set myself as the priority and to set my own peace and serenity as a priority. And that's helped me navigate a lot of stuff in a positive, healthy way that I was doing in a negative, unhealthy way before. So that's been big for me. And then somatic healing and inner child work has been really, mm. really helpful and enlightening. Also, like I've done like some work around guides and it's like spiritual guides and um, ancestors and angels and done work in that area that's been really really helpful for me to help know that I have a team a spiritual team to help mm -hmm. me to fall back on and and you know a higher self to be able to connect into and like oh I'm not doing it all alone on that plane or this plane and just having that you know community around me has helped me through a lot of change and not to say that I'm always you know well aligned and connected like sometimes I just like geek out on coffee and I'm like cleaning my house all crazy <laughs> like this is not I know this is not helping me like <laughs> but like whatever or I'll like make cookies and like eat them all like I'm not like oh, yeah. there's no perfectionism here that exists no. you know but um do your, your water and donuts. Yeah, I'm water and donuts. To, I think that just is such a good analogy to what you're talking about that I really embrace as well when it's like, I think it's still this idea of like when you change, you're going to glow white. 
Like, somehow you're going to have this, you're going to be effervescent and you're floating. And it's like, no, I'm still going to cry on a puddle on the floor. Yeah. But I'm going to be all right. The, The idealized or perfected kind of idea of this somehow well-being is it looks a lot of different ways and so yeah. I loved your water and donuts yeah water and donuts like to be to be grounded with water to like come back to nature and come back to yourself and the purest essence of life and supporting life and have that be a part of your life but then also like don't forget to have fun and like eat the donut and <laughs> and enjoy it and play and like you are in this like body and you have all these like sensations that you can drum up and why not like explore them like but as long as you have that grounded piece of you nothing is not spiritual it's all spiritual yeah. like there's as much n- as it's not spiritual like, yeah it's like be irreverent mm-hmm. be irreverent of everything and reverent of it at the same time but like there's it's important to kind of not put anything up too high yeah because it's all one substance it's all actually one movement it's all working for for, you know good so there's there you get to tune into that when you can not put anything above or below yeah absolutely you absolutely yeah yeah those are some of the things that have been really helpful to me I would say you know like vulnerability has been helpful. I, I have a partner, a longtime partner, and he's been really, really helpful in my change. Um, just being really constant and open and there for me and really supportive and really down and just really open to, to everything that I've gone through, mm. all the highs and lows and explorations. And I have this tendency to be like, I'm like always like thirsty for more. And like, I always want to get deeper. And I'm always like, so what would you, what are four things you want to do before you die? And he's like, Oh my God, I've just woke up. Like, <laughs> you know, we're just like, or I'll, you know, he's, but he's really down and that's been helpful to have a person with me to be able to like su- support, you know, and really mm-hmm. love me deeply. That's been really, really a blessing to mm-hmm. have that. I have to pee really bad. <laughs> Everybody stop. Everybody hold. Everybody hold, please. <laughs> That seemed a pretty good place to break. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed this resource bonus episode in its raw format.